You are listening to Calling All Radio Nuts with Jen in the Rad and GB in Swinging England on Unique Radio Australia. This is Jen in the Rad and you're listening to Unique Radio Australia presents Karn Calling All Radio Nuts for the HF Enthusiast in you. Well, today we have a nice show for you. We're going to be on from 1800 to 2100. Of course, it's going to be live tuning, foreign language recognition course, all kinds of goody things, tips, and of course, GBs, Karn tapes, and other goodies for you. And since it's snowing here in the Rocky Mountain region, it's going to be kind of winterish, the music. So yes, you will hear some holiday stuff today. So other than that, now let me tell you what's going on in my neck of the woods, okay? First of all, in Denver, Colorado, it is 15 degrees F. And it says the chance of flurries. Well, it is flurries. We had quite a bit of snow and... Um, we may have some more today, but mostly it's just cold temperatures. In Delray Beach, Florida, it's a balmy 80 degrees. It hurts me to say that, boys and girls and animals. Anyway, now it's GB, so take it away, GB. Hi, this is GB in Swinging England with the weather report. Currently the temperature is 2.4 centigrade. The air pressure is 1020.6 millibars. There's no wind and no rain. The humidity is 70%. And sunrise today was at 0737 and sunset was 1604. So we're well past sunset. That's the weather report from GB. Back to you, Jen. Now it's time for a little oranges and lemons, and then the prop news. This is GB with the propagation news. Currently the solar flux is 178 units. The A index is 7. The K index is 4 at 1800. 
the solar flux is it's been going down a bit this year really from the heady heights of January this year when we were up to 220 we're now up to just over 180 now looking at the solar flux forecast for the next 30 days uh, it's 145 forecast for the 25th of November uh, then it's going up a bit to 152, 135th of November 1st December then it's going back down a bit back down a bit by 16th December it'll be 140 so it's sort of hovering around 140 to 150 well away from the spectacular highs that we had earlier on this year ok there's a couple of meteor showers coming up in December first of all the Geminids peaks between the 14th and 15th of December and then we have the Ursids a minor shower from the 22nd to the 23rd of December that completes the propagation news from GB back to you Jen you're listening to Karn calling all radio nuts now it's time for foreign language recognition with of course Dr. Richard E. Wood here we go Indonesian the official language of the Republic of Indonesia in Southeast Asia this language is also called Malaysian and is a mixture of several Indonesian languages and is based mostly on Malay. Pasukan-pasukan Vietnam Selatan diberitakan telah merebut kembali kota Kien Duc di dataran tinggi tengah. Menteri Pertahanan Israel, Mose Dayan, menyatakan negaranya bersedia melakukan usaha-usaha ke arah diciptakannya perdamaian di timur tengah. Dan Wakil Presiden Amerika yang baru, Gerald Ford, menyatakan Presiden Nixon akan mengeluarkan pengumuman keuangannya yang lengkap. Warta Berita Selengkapnya Kesatuan-kesatuan Vietnam Selatan diberitakan telah merebut kembali kota distrik Kien Duc di dataran tinggi tengah. Kota itu jatuh ke tangan komunis sewaktu berlangsung pertempuran sengit awal pekan ini. Ini merupakan suatu kekalahan pemerintah yang pertama atas sebuah ibu kota distrik sejak gencatan senjata dinyatakan berlaku bulan Januari yang lalu. Khmer, the official language of Cambodia in Southeast Asia. បានបើកធ្វើឡើងនឹងក្នុងក្រុងប្រូសែលលោករដ្ឋមន្ត្រីការបរទេសហេនរីខេសសិងហ៍ <coughs> មកលើបាក់សម្បន្ធរឿងទាំងពីរនេះគេរំពឹងថានឹងជារឿងសំខាន់ជាងគេនៅក្នុងពេលប្រជុំក្រុមរដ្ឋមន្ត្រីក្រ
the language spoken in Laos and the northern part of Thailand. Tan Jeron Fort, Rong Patanatibudi, Kunti Si Sip Kong Saharat, Lesaban Tua Kauhaptam Neng, Nai Muvan Pahatni, Tikong Pasum Huam Kong Sapa Saharat. ในพิธีสบานตัวซึ่งมีท่านประธานอธิบดีนิกเซนยืนเคียงข้างอยู่นั่นท่านฟอร์ดได้กล่าวปฏิญาณตนต่อหัวหน้าสารสูงสุดคือท่านวอร์เรนเบอร์เกอร์หลังจากสภาตำได้ออกเสียงหับเอาการแต่งตั้งท่านอย่างเป็นเอกสารไม่ถอยแถลงที่ท่านฟอร์ดกล่าวเป็นเวลาสันส่นๆนั่นปรากฏว่าสมาชิกสภาทั้งที่สังกัดพรรคเดโมแครตและวิพาเปเกนต่างก็ตบมือสนับสนุนท่านเป็นจำนวนหลายครั้งรองประธานในที่บุดีฟอร์ดได้กล่าวปริญาณว่าท่านจะเทิดทูนความยุติธรรมสำหรับสามกันทั้งปวง Thai the official language of Thailand Thai is also the name of the group of languages which includes Shan Lao and Thai that are spoken over a wide area of Southeast Asia ในทาเคโอมิจิรองนายกรัฐมนตรีญี่ปุ่นได้ถแถลงในการประชุมคณะรัฐมนตรีว่าเขาจะทำทุกอย่างที่อาจทำได้เพื่อช่วยยุติการสู้รบในตะวันออกกลางและเพิ่มภูนมิตรภาพกับฝ่ายประเทศอาหรับขณะเขาเดินทางไปเยือนตะวันออกกลางในมิกิจะออกจากโตเกียวในวันจันทร์ไปสู่ซาอุดีอาระเบียในมิกิจะถือจดหมายส่วนตัวของนายกรัฐมนตรีธนาก้าไปให้ประมุขของเจ็ดประเทศอาหรับในตะวันออกกลางที่เขากำหนดว่าจะไปเยี่ยมเยียนมีข่าวว่าจดหมายนั้นได้กล่าวเป็นสังเขปถึงความยุ่งยากที่ญี่ปุ่นประสบอยู่เนื่องจากการตัดน้ำมันคาดกันว่านายมิกิจะกล่าวถึงโครงการให้ความช่วยเหลือจากฝ่ายประเทศอาหรับด้วยรวมทั้งให้เงินกู้เพื่อซ่อมคลองสุเอส Vietnamese The official language of North and South Vietnam in Southeast Asia. Tại miền Nam Việt Nam, kịch chiến vẫn tiếp diễn dọc theo một khoảng dài 45 cây số trên cao nguyên trung phần gần biên giới Campuchia. Bộ Tư lệnh Việt Nam Cộng hòa ở Sài Gòn cho biết quân chính phủ ở phía bắc vùng này đã đẩy lui được hai vụ tấn công vào căn cứ biệt động quân gần Đắk Song, hạ được 81 cộng quân. Thủ tướng Cộng hòa Khmer In Tam. lên tiếng ca ngợi quyết định của Đại hội đồng Liên hợp quốc là hoãn cho đến sang năm cuộc bàn cãi về sự đại diện của Campuchia tại Liên hợp quốc. Ông tuyên bố với phái viên của thông tấn xã Pháp AFP rằng như thế Liên hợp quốc đã chấp nhận tính chất hợp pháp của chính phủ ông. Ngoại trưởng Henry Kissinger đã nói trong một buổi hội báo ở Hoa Thịnh Đốn ngày hôm qua. rằng ông tin là việc các nước Ả Rập cấm xuất cảng dầu hỏa sang Hoa Kỳ giờ đây không còn thích đáng nữa. Malay, the language of Malaysia, and widely used as a language of commerce in the part of the world known as the East Indies. Sebentar lagi tuan-tuan akan dapat mengikuti warta berita dunia. Dan selepas itu satu ulasan berita yang bertajuk penyingkiran Rhodesia dari sukan Olimpik yang ditulis oleh Martin Adeney. Dan sampaikan nanti oleh Syukur Haji Ahmad. Rusia telah mengecam dunia Arab kerana kekurangan perpaduannya. Presiden Jatengkuasa Olimpik Antarabangsa telah mensifatkan pengusiran Rhodesia dari sukan Munich sebagai satu pemerasan politik. Presiden Nixon telah dipilih dengan resminya sebagai calon parti Republikan 
dalam pilihan raya presiden akan datang. Salah seorang daripada dua orang perompak bank yang menahan sekumpulan orang tebusan di dalam sebuah bank di New York selama kira-kira 13 jam, diberitakan telah terbunuh dalam satu kejadian tembak menemak dengan polis. Dan sekarang inilah warta berita sepenuhnya. Nepali, the language spoken in Nepal in the Himalayas between India and Tibet. Yehi karikram bharai beluki no patspana dehi das patsisama Pachisra ektis meter band ma feri sunna sakinsa. Azuko karikrama hamile lira akachong saptaik samatsar samiksha Uganda ka eshe herkusamandama ek bartha Yota antar bartha ra antama patrotar karikram Sabanda pahila prastucha saptaik samatsar samiksha Rastasangma Bangladesh la probesh karani prastab mati chinle vito lagaikocho Chin ko vito ko karan September ko madde tira rastasangya ma adibeshan ko baichakma Bangladesh ko sadasita bare chalfal hune chayna These last two languages will probably only be heard on the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's Northern Canada service, which broadcasts to the people of the northern and arctic areas of Canada. Cree, the language of the Cree Indian people of northern Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba and Saskatchewan in Canada, and in the state of Montana in the United States. Manitoba, Alberta, British Columbia, Ontario. Eskimo, the language of the native Eskimo peoples of the Canadian North and Arctic regions, also spoken by the Eskimo people of Northern Greenland, Alaska, and northeastern Siberia. October Johnny McDonald, Northern Quebec Deception Bay, Roger, Hudson Bay, Mansell Island, You're listening to Karen calling already, and that's for the HF enthusiast and you. It is now 1820 UTC all over the world, and now it's time for Ian McFarlane and his Interval Signals, part number six. Portugal, Emissora Nacional. Hello. 
Portugal, Adventist World Radio, Lisbon. This is the Voice of Hope on Adventist World Radio. Ici la voix de l'espérance. Hier ist die Stimme der Hoffnung. ELWA Monrovia, Liberia.
Sierra Leone Broadcasting Service. Botswana.
this is RB, the station of the nation. We broadcast on the 60 and the 90 meter band, 308 meters medium wave, and channel 87 FM. For You're listening to Karn calling all radio nuts. Once upon a time when the world was young, on the short waves and those unique original interval signals, which are gone with the wind. You're listening to Jen Arad, and this is Karn calling all radio nuts. It's now 1831. Now for the first musical interlude. It's really cold out here in the Rockies and quite a other bit areas in the States and all over. So here's some cold music from one of my favorite albums by the Straubs, Bursting at the Themes, Seams, excuse me. All about the old days down by the river.
Crescendo at the end, the classic from the Straubs, from Bursting at the Seams, Down by the River. Now it's time to get into GB's recent corn files, so take it away, GB. Hi, this is uh, GB with uh, the first part of my corn files, my most recent catches. First of all, uh, very pleased to present a recording of Radio Inconfidencia on 15190. Please play that one, Jen.
Yeah, there you are, Radio Inconfidencia on 15190. Now, that was recorded during a G, G3 storm uh, with a K index of 7 on the 5th of November this year. And normally that station is just a carrier with no audio, and it coincided with sunset. I tuned in a few minutes earlier, and there was a carrier. I tuned back a few minutes later, and there was a station there, and I honestly thought that another broadcaster had come on the channel, and I realised it was Portuguese. And then I thought, hello, this is Radio Inconfidencia, get recording. And it came in best on my 20-metre dipole in the loft. I was using my RSP2, and uh, yeah, that proves the theory that the southern stations come in best during the geomagnetic disturbances, because literally that station is completely inaudible, uh, just a carrier normally here. Uh, I'm going to try again for it tonight, uh, and it looks like it might be possible because we've got a K4 now. Okay, the next one is uh, from Mali. Uh, on my beverage antenna, portable beverage, of which more details in a moment. Please play that one, Jen. So that was uh, RTV de Mali from Bamako, the KT transmitter on 9635 kilohertz with 50 kilowatts at uh, 10.50 Zulu uh, in November 23. Now this is my portable 95 meter beverage antenna, which I deploy on a hedge about seven foot above the ground. It points due south 178 degrees and you can see from there how quiet the signal is. This is quite unusual to hear Africa at that time of the day on 31 meter band. 
and I've got it properly terminated with a 470 ohm resistor at the far end so that it's directional towards the south and uh, at the other end it's fed by a 1 to 1 ballon it should be a 1 to 3 ballon but it is a genuine beverage antenna and it's amazing how quiet it is uh, but it gets all the signals so um, oh well the next one then is uh, a beacon I picked up on 10 metres a K1DAV please play that one Jen K1DAV from Connecticut on 28215 kilohertz. The locator transmitted there was Fox November 31KU. That was heard on the 30th of October 23. That was on my AOR and my 10 meter loft dipole. The next one is another recording from my portable beverage antenna, this time on long wave. Polsky radio on 225 kilohertz. Please play that one, Jen. Thank you. 
Radio Jedinka 225 kilohertz at 11.20 UTC on the 29th of October 23. Now that one is actually audible on the car radio. Now here's one that wasn't audible on the car radio. 549 kilohertz, Jill FM from Algeria. Please play that one, Jen.
FM from Algeria, uh, 5.49 kilohertz at Alton on the portable beverage, and that was at 11.14 UTC during broad daylight. On the car radio, there was absolutely zilch. Now, normally that station only comes in at sunset and is audible in the dark, so that proves how well that area was working, and I will be giving further details about the portable beverage in a future programme. So that concludes part one of my Calm Files. Back to you, Jen. You're listening to Karn calling all radio nuts. Now it's time for GB and his one ORF Morse course. Lesson number two. Stop. Attention, there's no information to come. We learn new letters.
Diese Schiedsmittelübung mit dem Zeichen für Spruchende mit AR. Die da, Alter. Alpha. Dit Echo. Echo. Dididit Sierra. Sierra. Please copy the following text. Wir üben die neuen Zeichen. We present the new letters. Nous allons nous exercer. Kontrollieren. Check, please. Alpha, Echo, Sierra, Echo, Alpha. Alpha, Alpha, Echo, Echo, Sierra. Sierra, Alpha, Echo, Sierra, Echo. Alpha, Sierra, 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 Echo. Alpha, Alpha, Echo, Echo Sierra Alpha Echo Sierra Echo Alpha Sierra Echo Echo Alpha Alpha Echo Sierra Echo Alpha Sierra Echo Sierra 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 Alpha Sierra Echo Echo Alpha Alpha Never try to identify a letter when you did not recognize it at once. Simply omit it and continue with the next letter.
Alpha. Echo. Sierra. Alpha. Echo. Sierra. Oscar. <laughs> 
Thank you, David Hermanges from ORF for that Morse Coast lesson. And now, this is Jen in the Red, and of course you're listening to Karn calling all radio, and that's for the HF enthusiasts and you. And you know, we have a chat room, and it's very lonely today, so please go to number sign EYE Radio JD in the library chat server, where it says, Nick, put in your name like me, Radio Nutris, then put in the following, number sign EYE Radio JD EYE number sign number sign EYE Radio JD in a library chat server. We'd love to hear from you and also we'd love to hear from you by writing. Please go to JENUR at proton dot me. Again, J-E-N-U-R at proton.me. Now it's getting colder, and it's time for some holiday treat. The Crystals, doing the classic from the Phil Spector Christmas album. Parade of the Wooden Soldiers, anyone?
puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Hopefully you do. Memories. Anyway, now it's time for GB to get us into space episode two. Now it's time for the second episode of Into Space, a short story published in Astounding Stories of Super Science in February 1930 by Sterna St. Paul. Please play that one, Jen. You go in, he agreed when he hung up the receiver. He took down the chain and I drove on up to the house to find a doctor waiting for me on the veranda. Hello, Tom, he greeted me heartily. So you had trouble with my guard, did you? I nearly got murdered, I said ruefully. I expect that Joe would have drilled you if you had tried to force your way in, he remarked cheerfully. I forgot to tell him that you were coming today. I told him you would be here yesterday, but yesterday isn't today to that Indian. I wasn't sure you would get here at all, in point of fact, for I didn't know whether that old fool I talked to in your office would send you or someone else. If anyone else had been sent, he would have never got by Joe, I can tell you. Come in. Where's your bag? I haven't won. I replied. I went to Calvita yesterday to see you, and didn't know until I got there that you were up here, the doctor chuckled. I guess I forgot to tell where I was, he said. That man I talked to got me so mad that I hung up on him before I told him. It doesn't matter, though. I can dig you up a new toothbrush, and I guess you can make out with that. Cunning. I followed him into the house, and he showed me a room fitted with a crude bunk, a washstand, a bowl and a pitcher. You won't have many luxuries here, Tom, he said, but you won't need to stay here for more than a few days. My work is done, I am ready to start. In fact, I would have started yesterday instead of today, had you arrived. Now don't ask any questions. It's nearly lunchtime, what's the story, doctor I asked after lunch as I puffed one of his excellent cigars. And why did you pick me to tell it to for several reasons, he replied, ignoring my first question. In the first place, I like you and I think that you can keep your mouth shut until you are told to open it. In the second place. I have always found that you had the gift of vision or imagination and have the ability to believe. In the third place, you are the only man I know who had the literary ability to write up a good story and at the same time has the scientific background to grasp what it is all about. Understand that unless I have your promise not to write this story until I tell you that you can, not a word will I tell you, I reflected for a moment. The graphic would expect the story when I got back, but on the other hand I knew that unless I gave the desired promise, the doctor wouldn't talk. All right, I assented, I'll promise, Goody replied. In that case, I'll tell you all about it. No doubt you, 
like the rest of the world, think that I'm crazy why, not at all, I stammered. In point of fact, I had often harbored such a suspicion. Oh, that's all right, he went on cheerfully. I am crazy, crazy as a loon, which, by the way, is a highly sensible bird with a well-balanced mentality. There is no doubt that I am crazy, but my craziness is not of the usual type. Mine is the insanity of genius, he looked at me sharply as he spoke, but long sessions at poker in the San Francisco Press Club had taught me how to control my facial muscles, and I never batted an eye. He seemed satisfied, and went on. From your college work you are familiar with the laws of magnetism, he said. Perhaps, considering just what your college career really was, I might better say that you are supposed to be familiar with them, I joined with him in his laughter. It won't require a very deep knowledge to follow the thread of my argument, he went on. You know, of course, that the force of magnetic attraction is inversely proportional to the square of the distances separating the magnet and the attracted particles and also that each magnetized particle had two poles, a positive and a negative pole, or a north pole and a south pole, as they are usually called I nodded. Consider for a moment that the laws of magnetism, insofar as concerns the relation between distance and power of attraction, are exactly matched by the laws of gravitation, but there the similarity between the two forces ends, I interrupted but there the similarity does not end, he said sharply. That is the crux of the discovery which I have made, that magnetism and gravity are one and the same, or, rather, that the two are separate, but similar manifestations of one force. The parallel between the two grows closer with each succeeding experiment. You know, for example, that each magnetized particle has two poles, Similarly each gravitized particle, to coin a new word, had two poles, one positive and one negative. Every particle on the Earth is so oriented that the negative poles point toward the positive center of the Earth. This is what causes the commonly known phenomena of gravity or weight, I can prove the fallacy of that in a moment, I retorted. There are none so blind as those who will not see he quoted with an icy smile. I can probably predict your pure argument, but go ahead and present it, if two magnets are placed so that the north pole of one is in juxtaposition to the south pole of the other, they attract one another, I said. If the position of the magnets be reversed so that the two similar poles are opposite, they will repel. If your theory were correct, a man standing on his head would fall off the earth, exactly what I expected, he replied. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a small bar magnet placed within the field of attraction of a large electromagnet? Of course you have, and you have noticed that, when the north pole of the bar magnet was pointed toward the electromagnet, the bar was attracted. However, when the bar was reversed and the south pole pointed toward the electromagnet, the bar was still attracted. You doubtless remember that experiment, 
but in that case the magnetism of the electromagnet was so large that the polarity of the small magnet was reversed I cried. Exactly, and the field of gravity of the earth is so great compared to the gravity of a man that when he stands on his head, his polarity is instantly reversed, I nodded. His explanation was too logical for me to pick a flaw in it. If that same bar magnet were held in the field of the electromagnet with its north pole pointed toward the magnet and then, by the action of some outside force of sufficient power, its polarity were reversed, the bar would be repelled. If the magnetism were neutralized and held exactly neutral, it would be neither repelled nor attracted, but would act only as the force of gravity impelled it. Is that clear perfectly? I assented. That, then, paves the way for what I have to tell you. I have developed an electrical method of neutralizing the gravity of a body while it is within the field of the earth, and also, by a slight extension, a method of entirely reversing its polarity, I nodded calmly. Do you realize what this means he cried? No, I replied, puzzled by his great excitement. Man alive, he cried, it means that the problem of aerial flight is entirely revolutionized, and that the era of interplanetary travel is at hand. Suppose that I construct an airship and then render it neutral to gravity. It would weigh nothing, absolutely nothing. The tiniest propeller would drive it at almost incalculable speed with a minimum consumption of power for the only resistance to its motion would be the resistance of the air. If I were to reverse the polarity, it would be repelled from the earth with the same force with which it is now attracted, okay. and it would rise with the same acceleration as a body falls toward the earth. It would travel to the moon in 2 hours and 40 minutes, air resistance would there is nowhere a few miles from the earth. Of course. I do not mean that such a craft would take off from the Earth and land on the Moon three hours later. There are two things which would interfere with that. One is the fact that the propelling force, the gravity of the Earth, would diminish as the square of the distance from the center of the Earth, and the other is that when the band of neutral attraction, or rather repulsion, between the Earth and the Moon had been reached, it would be necessary to decelerate so as to avoid a smash on landing. You are listening to Karn calling all right, and that's for the HF enthusiast in you. It is now 19.24 and about an hour or so from now will be DX Tips and live tuning. So now, here's GB with part two of his recent DX catches. Take it away, GB. Okay, it's now time for part two of GB's Khan Files. This time it's another recording from the portable beverage. The receiver is an Eaton E1 by the way. This is 531 kilohertz during broad daylight. Please play that one. Mm-hmm. 
dos cuestiones que el estado de los que les ha dado en este momento de por tanto, daytime on 531 kilohertz on the 29th of October there was nothing audible on the car radio so it's all by ground wave uh, thanks to the beverage antenna well our next one is back in the shack at home uh, each year Radio France International allows their transmitters at Isidon to broadcast weather to help out participants in the mini transat it's a yacht race uh, this is recorded on 6100 kilohertz. Please play that one, Jim. Concurrente et à tous les concurrents de la boulangère Mini Transat 2023. J'espère que vous allez tous bien et que vous vous préparez pour avoir un petit peu de vent et pas mal de mer là aux environs du Cap Finistère. Tout de suite, la météo du jour. Situation générale pour le 27 2023. Basse pression L2, Lima 2, 
975 975 hectopascal centré par 52 nord, 52 november et 12 ouest, 1, 2 whisky. Se prolonge par un front qui va de 48 degrés 30 nord, 48 degrés 3, 0 november, 6 degrés 30 ouest, 6 degrés 3, 0 whisky. Jusqu'à 39 degrés 30 nord, 3, 9 degrés 3, 0 november, 16 degrés 30 ouest, 16, 1, 6 degrés 3, 0 whisky. Prévision pour le 28 2023 à 12h. Basse pression L2 prime. L2 prime. Lima 2 prime. 1008 hectopascal. 1008 hectopascal. Centré par 46 nord, 46 longueur. 13 degrés 30 ouest. 13, 1, 3, 2, 3, 3, 0, whisky. Se prolonge par un front actif dans son sud-ouest. Terrain whisky. Révision pour le 19 à 10h. Haute pression H2, hôtel 2. 1026 hectopascal, 1026 hectopascal. Centré par 44 degrés 30 nord, 44 degrés 3 0 novembre. 5 ouest, 5 0 0 whisky. Avec une dorsale qui s'étend du cap trinitaire vers la position 33 degrés 30 nord, 3 3 degrés 3 0 novembre, 23 degrés 30 ouest, 2 3 degrés 3 0 whisky. Hi, this is GB. The next tape is Radio New Zealand. What we've got is a dual vertical system I've been working on, yeah? I've got a 5.25 meter telescopic, which I have on a mag mount on my car roof, and uh, also an 8 meter pro whip mast as well. So I made a feeder to connect both aerials at the same time to my E1. So I've got the 8 meter vertical on a fence post and about 10 meters of feeder, and then I've got a T piece, PR259 so I can feed the signal from two vertical aerials at the same time into the receiver also down at Alton and I was very pleased to get this recording of Radio New Zealand uh, around midday on 7425 kHz so please play that one Jen
Super reception of Radio New Zealand on Labour Day, the 22nd of uh, October. I think it was the 23rd. They're exactly 12 hours ahead. So that dual vertical is working a really interesting antenna. I'm going to be trying that one out some more. Okay, back in the shack, I've got a recording on medium wave on my 48 meter long wire and my AOR 7030 plus. It's the radio of Sahara Democratic from Tindouf, Algeria. Please play that one, Jen.
Okay, that was the uh, Algerian side of Sahara, Western Sahara. Now, this is a recording on 711 kilohertz. It's from Alayoun in the Moroccan side of Western Sahara, and uh, it's a little bit unidentified. It's known to be from Alayoun, but I can't find any parallel that is given on the medium wave list. The program is there. Sometimes it's not on the air, but it's not actually parallel any of the feeds that are given on the medium wave list. So if you'd like to play that one, Jen. Okay, the next one is uh, I got a tip from the British DX Club that Radio Rossier will be testing a 600 kilowatt transmitter from Bolshakovo, which is in Kaliningrad on 549 kilohertz. So I had to tune in and this is what I heard. Please play that one, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah, so there's Radio Rossiya testing from Bolshakovo in Kaliningrad. Now, I heard that um, that was where 1323 kilohertz used to come from. Uh, Radio Moscow, back in the Cold War, used to be on 1323, and it was a very strong signal. And it was actually the most powerful medium wave transmitter in Europe at that time I read on Wikipedia. Uh, they're not using, I think it was over a megawatt. They're not using that much power now, but they are using the same antennas there. So that concludes the second part of GB's Khan Files. So back to Jen for some music. You're listening to Karn calling all rain. That's for the HF enthusiast in you. Well, this is fine for many, many, many. I played it on my uh, time special. But now, I think with the snow falling and everything, Macaw Tyner's Once Upon a Time is perfect for this wintry day.
Yes, the classic from the late great McCall Tyner with Stanley Clark on the bass and Al Foster on the drum kit. You're listening to Karn calling all readiness for the HF enthusiast in you. And now it's 20.05 and some small change, five minutes. Now it's GB to tell us about some radio waves and the ionosphere. Okay, now it's time for the second part of me reading Radio Waves and the Ionosphere by T.W. Bennington, published in 1943. Please play that one, Jim. We thus see that a wave of low frequency has a long wavelength, whilst a high frequency wave has a short wavelength. We can refer to a wave either in terms of its frequency or of its wavelength, though frequency is perhaps the better designation. In order to avoid getting confused by the large figures involved when dealing with frequency, we can express this quantity in more convenient terms than that of cycles, viz. 1 kilocycle per second, Kc stroke S equals 1000 cycles per second. 1 megacycle per second, Mc stroke S is equal to 1 million cycles per second. If we now understand the meaning of the terms frequency and wavelength, it will be well at this stage to make a classification of the wavelengths used for radio communication according to their main characteristics and uses. The classification given in Table 1 is admittedly a rough one, but a too rigid classification would only serve to create confusion. Nor, as has already been said, is this strictly possible, for the characteristics of different waves vary considerably from time to time. The term attenuation used in the table means the weakening of the wave which takes place as it travels onward because of the fact that it is continually losing energy for one reason or another as it goes along. Table 1. Class. Long waves. Wavelength range in metres greater than 3,000. Frequency range in kilocycles below 100 kilohertz. Main characteristics. Wave travels over Earth's surface, i.e. between ground and lower edge of ionosphere, low attenuation at all times. Physical uses. Medium and long distance point-to-point communication. Medium waves. 3,000 to 100 meters. 100 to 3,000 kilohertz. Wave travels over Earth's surface during the day some energy coming from ionosphere at night high attenuation during day low attenuation at night broadcasting marine and aircraft communication direction finding short waves 100 to 10 meters 3000 to 30000 kilohertz wave travels up to ionosphere whence it is reflected back to earth Conditions for reflection 
vary greatly with time of day and season, extremely small attenuation if conditions favourable. Long distance broadcasting, point to point communication, etc. Ultra short waves below 10 metres, above 30 megahertz. Wave travels over Earth's surface only and for relatively short distances. Short distance communication, television, aircraft guidance systems. We have already made the assumption that our transmitting area will radiate waves not only in all directions parallel to the Earth's surface, but also in all upward directions as well. We should perhaps require a rather special form of aerial to do this in practice, but for the moment let us continue to assume that equal amounts of energy are radiated in all directions, both horizontally and vertically. If we could stop the radiation an instant after it had started and hold the waves still in space whilst we examine the situation, we should get the picture of a huge hemisphere of radiated energy surrounding the aerial and supported on the ground with the aerial at the centre of the circle described on the ground by the bottom of the hemisphere of energy. It is rather difficult to show this in a diagram drawn on a plane surface but it will suffice for our purpose to show a section cut through the hemisphere as in figure 3. The arrows indicate the direction of travel of some of the radiated waves and it is seen at once that some of them are going out in a very inappropriate direction if they are to reach and actuate a receiver located on the Earth's surface. However, we shall return to these upward-going waves later. For the moment, we consider only the waves which are travelling outwards in directions parallel to the surface of the ground. This part of the radiated disturbance is called the ground wave, since it remains in contact with the ground throughout its journey. As it travels along, it sets up electric currents in the Earth itself. These currents cause weakening or attenuation of the wave, for energy is taken from it in order to maintain them, and this loss of energy is said to be due to ground absorption. The part of the wave which touches the ground is thus constantly losing its energy, though this is being partly replaced by energy present in that part of the wave which is immediately overhead. The upper part of the wave must therefore bend slightly forwards and downwards in order to replace the energy lost at the foot and also to follow the curvature of the earth. This slight bending of the wave away from the straight line in which it commences its travel is known as diffraction and by this means the waves can to a limited extent follow the earth's curved surface but the energy at the foot of the wave is only partly replaced in this way and since it goes on inducing currents in the earth and losing more and more of its energy the further it goes it eventually becomes so greatly attenuated that to all intents and purposes it dies away altogether there is one interesting point which it may be as well to mention here as the wave travels onward, the electric strain lines remain roughly vertical as they were when they left the aerial, and a wave such as this is said to be vertically polarised. But due to the losses occurring in the earth, the wave acquires a slightly forward tilt, the foot of the wave, as it were, lagging behind the upper part, as in figure 4. Thus, at a distance from the aerial, the direction of the electric and magnetic strains in the wave front are still at right angles, 
but the whole disturbance slopes forward from the Earth's surface. Now we come to an important point which will help us to explain the reasons for the different performance of waves of different wavelength or frequency. The losses to which the ground wave is subject because of the earth currents at its foot, besides varying with the nature of the soil or water over which it is travelling, vary also with the wavelength. The faster the wave is going through its complete changes, i.e. the greater its frequency, the greater is the amount of energy lost in the earth and the sooner does the wave become completely attenuated and die away. In other words, the longer the wavelength, lower the frequency, the less are the earth losses and the longer does the wave persist so that with a given amount of energy radiated the greater is the range of the transmitting station. Okay, well, Jen asked me to do a feature on uh, Christmas Island, since we're coming up to Christmas. And I looked into it, and uh, you may not know, there are actually two Christmas Islands. There's one in the Indian Ocean, which is owned by Australia, called Christmas Island. And that's at approximately 10 degrees south, 106 degrees east. I have a recording from ORF Shortwave Panorama a long time ago of a station there called VLU2. So if you'd like to play that one, please, Jen. And so I come to the end of today's transmissions from VLU2, the Christmas Island Broadcasting Service. This station is owned and operated by the administration of the territory of Christmas Island in the Indian Ocean. Now that transmitter is still on the air on 1422 kilohertz medium wave. It now carries the ABC national program with 500 watts. Now I have further information about the Indian Ocean Christmas Island. There is currently a radio amateur expedition call sign VK9XY QRV that's on the air until the 27th of November. So do try for that one. Now the other Christmas Island is in the Pacific Ocean and it's called Kiritimati. Now Kiritimati is Christmas in the Gilbertese language. It's actually in the Northern Line Islands. Uh, the approximate location is two degrees north, 175 degrees west. Now there's been some recent news about this island. World of Radio, Glenn Hauser, and Ron Howard have been discussing the absence on 846 kilohertz of the transmitter. Uh, it can be heard, but it seems to be off air at the moment. And there is uh, an expedition coming up to Kiritimati, 
in Kiribati, the country is Kiribati, uh, a Tango 3-2 Tango Tango de-expedition is going to be active from the work first week of December for three or more weeks, organised by the Rebel DX group. So look out for that one. Now, I've been able to uh, make two recordings in the past of ham radio expeditions to Kiritimati. The first one is Tango 32 Alpha Foxtrot in 1982. Please play that one, Jen. Italy 
Okay, the second station that I was fortunate enough to get from Kiritimati is Tango 32 Charlie. This was recorded in 2011. Please play that one, Jen. our look at Christmas Island in the Christmas season. Back to you for some music, Jen. You're listening Karn calling all radio nuts. Almost time for DX tips and live tuning. Still have a little bit more to go. And now I want to say we had holidays with your groovy uncle.
And that was Groovy, my Groovy Uncle, with We Had Holidays. <laughs> You're listening to Karin, calling on Radio Nuts. Now let's get the GB in Swinging England. Okay, next we've got a short reading from a book I got from the library sale. Uh, it talks about uh, British working class radio listening habits in the 1930s. It's from a book called The British Working Class, 1832-1940, by A. August, published in 2007, a chapter called Informal Leisure. Please play that one, Jen. Alternative to public leisure for many working men and women. We don't bother to go out on a Saturday night when the winter programmes begin. We just settle down by the fire. The cost of radio sets dropped dramatically in the 1930s and purchases on credit enabled most working-class households to afford a wireless set to tune in to the BBC or, where available, foreign services such as Radio Luxembourg. By 1939, over 70% of UK households had radio licences. However, this left about a third of working-class households without radios, as a Merseyside survey noted, a clergyman working in one of the poorest parishes in the city declared that there is hardly a set in his district. Regional differences reflected both the lack of programming in some rural areas and relative affluence of growing areas. In the Midlands, 80% of households had radio, while only 61% of Scottish households held wireless licences. Even those without their own sets, though, could listen in in pubs or gather in groups around a single radio. Working class listeners had a strong preference for entertainment programmes. In one survey, 82.5% of working class respondents listed variety programmes as their favourite type, 
somewhat higher than the almost two-thirds of the wealthiest respondents who also preferred variety. Dance and light music found enthusiastic audiences as well. A labourer reported inviting another couple to play cards or dominoes in his home. If there is a variety or dance band on the wireless, we turn it on. Roundtree survey of York found that one group of mostly working-class listeners spent 72% of their listening time tuned into variety, light or dance music and the children's hour. Talks and religious programs were less universally popular, but sport gained a strong following. On Sundays, working-class audiences embraced the light program on Radio Luxembourg in contrast to the Do Affair presented by the BBC. The labourer who listened to dance music with his friends during the week tuned into foreign stations on Sunday. After tea, we roll up the carpet, find a foreign station on the wireless giving a dance band, and we dance most of the evening. The 1.30pm Sunday broadcast on the Lux of Little Woods Pools programme was the most popular weekly broadcast in one study of Yorkshire listening. So now it's time for the DX tips before we go into live tuning. First of all, we're looking at the shortwave bulletin number 2041 from November 3990 kHz, Gannon PBC from China, Tian Shui, 2230 in Chinese reported by Carlos Goncalves 5905 kHz DWD Pinnenberg weather report that's the German weather service at 1605 reported by Manuel Mendes and lastly 6300 an unidentified Arabic station with Quran reciting this has previously been used by radio of Sahara Democratic, so it might be worth seeing if that's parallel to 1550 kHz. That was reported by Ron Howard. Next, we're having a look at the Asian DX review, number 589, from November 1920, uh, 15640, Radio Pilipinas from Tinang, Philippines, has been heard in English at 0320 by B. Gupta on 9445 kHz. We've got AWR via Tashkent as Adventist World Radio in Tamil at 1519, reported by P. Sekar. And on medium wave, 1449 kHz there's the voice of the Maldives in the Dehevi language at 1400 and moving on to the DX fanzine number 122 November 2023 1377 kHz has been heard with CNR1 Chinese National Radio from Xinjiang at 1600 to 1610 reported by R. Pankov on 15476 upper sideband LRA 36 
from Antarctica, Radio National Archangel San Gabriel, has been heard. At 1907, and later, by Manuel Mendes. And he was on Gran Canaria when he picked that one up. And lastly, 11815, Radio Brazil Central, from Goiânia, in Portuguese, from Brazil, is reported by R. Pankov. And one logging by myself, uh, 4750, at 1805, I heard Bangladesh, Betar, in Bangla, with a nice signal in the evening. So, that's the end of the DX tips. I'm going into the radio shack now, so I'll hand it back to Jen. Yes, I'm, uh, I found because of propagation conditions that the Florida SDR at Boca is nicely tuned in. So let's listen. That's Radio Brazil Central on 11815. Let's see if I get it in. BBC is in the background on 1110. Now it's too weak. I could definitely let BBC is very nice. Well, let's try some others. Okay, 11.830, let's go to... That's coming in. It's Chinese, can't tell. I'm not sure what's on 11.830 right now. Let's give it back to GB. This is GB. Uh, I've gone down to 25 metre band. I'm having a little bit more luck down there. There's something on 12.075. Not quite sure what it is.
so I've got some stations there. They're a little bit noisy. There's something on 12030, 12050, 12075, and 12095. I think BBC is the strongest on 12095. I'll try and find out what they are. Back to you, Jen. I think I have Pathways Radio, so let's listen. KNLS, Anchor Point, Alaska, USA. Nine nine five five six. We have come with open hearts. Let the ancient words Holy words long preserved booming in very nicely. This program is called Ancient Words Ever True. Teacher Greg Taylor mixes our the Bible to discover those ancient words long preserved to guide our walk in today's world. It's That's really Marty, of course. Booming in. Remember, Boca Raton from Miami is not that far. But it's coming in. <laughs> Something on eleven eight eight five says at this hour it may be voice of Vietnam.
Let's get back to GB. Let's get back to GB with 11 minutes left. Okay. Okay, well, I'm on uh, 12.050. I believe it's, um, well, it could be WEWN and it could be Radio Endarsen from Ascension Island. African music sort of sound to it so I think it's probably the station coming from Ascension Island well it's getting close to the end of the program so this is GB signing off yes and I think that was the next one 
So uh, we'll I'm going to... back on the 27th of January. Have a good Christmas and New Year, everyone. Bye for now. Yes. As GB said, uh, happy holidays. We'll see you in January. We have a lot to do in December, me and GB. So shows and whatnot. And of course, our New Year's Eve cast. So uh, we're going to be busy. So we're taking off, and happy holidays, everybody. Happy New Year, and see you in 2024. Okay, now I'm going to close down with this one, because everyone knows when you go to New Year's parties, sometimes your mama told you not to come.
This is Khan, calling all radio nuts. Khan, it's red meat for DXs. Chili con DX. Khan, calling all DXs. Calling all radio nuts. You are listening to Calling All Radio Nuts with Jen in the Rat and GB in Swinging England on Unique Radio Australia. You are listening to Calling All Radio Nuts with Jen in the Rat and GB in Swinging England on Unique Radio Australia. (laughs) 